I heard the voice of Jesus say, come unto me and rest. Lay down thy weary one, thy head upon my breast. I came to Jesus as I was, weary, worn, and sad. I found in him a resting place, and he has made me glad. Amen. Happy Pride Month. When I was with you last as preacher, we meditated on the Holy Spirit as the spirit of liberation, the spirit of freedom. St. Paul, that apostle of the ancient Mediterranean world, in his second letter to the Episcopal Church at Corinth, that's a funny joke, <laughs> writes, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And it is safe to assume the reverse. Wherever we witness freedom, we are experiencing God the Holy Spirit. In the short time between May 28th and June 18th, the last time I preached, the Human Rights Campaign the nation's leading LGBTQI plus advocacy organization, quote, declared its first national state of emergency, citing the proliferation of legislation in state houses across the country aimed at regulating the lives of queer people, according to Reuters. With this in mind, I am confident in saying anytime freedom or liberation is suppressed, ignored, co-opted, or eroded, the Holy Spirit is being antagonized. I don't usually speak in such heated, hyperbolic terms. I don't believe in using sermons to raise anxiety or alarm. I do believe that my freedom is bound up in yours, and yours is bound up in mine, and the freedom of this planet from pillage, plunder, and pollution is related to our freedom as human beings and the freedom of non-human creatures with whom we share this fragile island home. If we cannot reflect on our inherent union and interconnected freedom on a Sunday evening in church, where can we reflect on it? Where can we pray about it? And to home in on this emergency is not the same as causing the emergency. Dr. King, the great 20th century prophet and preacher, was fond, and I'm paraphrasing, of saying that if the Good Samaritan walked along the Jericho Road witnessing muggings and horrific road conditions and a lack of safety every day and never thought to call up the Jericho Transit Authority, then the single moment of helping the injured traveler is a lousy substitute 
for getting to the bottom of what led to those lousy road conditions in the first place. Now, I'm neither an anthropologist nor a sociologist, so I'm not sure what is at the core of this recent outburst of anti-LGBTQI discrimination and sentiment. But I've worked with people and have been in the people business long enough to have a sense of what we are facing in this era of particular and creative antagonism towards LGBTQI plus people. In her book, Real to Real, Race, Sex, and Class at the Movies, scholar Bell Hooks writes the following, quote, I want there to be a place in the world where people can engage in one another's differences in a way that is redemptive, full of hope and possibility. Not this, in order to love you, I must make you something else. That's what domination is all about. That in order to be close to you, I must possess you, remake and recast you, end quote. The desire to dominate, to possess, to remake and recast others in place of trusting others to act wisely and independently in their own interest and for the common good runs counter to the impulse of the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit's prerogative to set free, to loose chains, to open closet doors, if you will, to brood over deep chaos and conjure life, to create, to expand imagination of what is possible, to make more, to make our lives more and creation itself more spacious. The presence of LGBTQI plus people is a testament to God's relentless love and creativity. If God wanted a uniform, fascistic, drab world, we'd all be straight. That's a joke. Y'all can laugh in church. But God created a world of endless possibility, of diversity, of kaleidoscopic variety, a world of he's, she's, they's, of drag queens and nightclubs, of roller derby leagues and gay kickball teams, of pride parades featuring gender nonconforming youth and LGBTQ elders pushed in wheelchairs. This is the world God has created. This is God's world, the God who hears us and sees us and queers us and wills us into being. St. Paul, often appropriated by people with homophobic and transphobic agendas, says in his letter to the Romans, who will separate us from the love of Christ? Who will separate us from the love of Christ? 
Will affliction or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced, this is Paul, this is not Broderick, this is Paul. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the Bible. That's the Bible. Paul pauses at this crescendo only after parasailing through what he sees as the Holy Spirit-fueled hope of resurrection. I can't believe I'm quoting Paul so much in my sermon. He says this, this is Romans 8. If the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, The one who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through the spirit that dwells in you. He then goes on to say, for you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, It is that very spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If we in fact suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. It's Romans 8. I'm here to share this good news with you tonight. No matter how angry I sound, I have good news. You are loved beyond measure in Christ and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Amen? Amen. And there ain't nothing a rabbit homophobe with a blowhorn and a Bible verse and legislation can do about it. Amen? Amen? States of emergency come and go, but this remains on another eve of Juneteenth that great day of freedom for black Americans and thus for the whole nation. The life-altering, earth-shattering, chain-breaking power of the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you and all of creation, coaxing you and the whole universe toward perfect freedom in Christ. Again, Happy Pride Month. Amen.